imagine being one of the Steelers' young offensive linemen and knowing the opportunity that's in front of you and knowing the extreme to which the coming NFL season hinges on your performance and then not doing everything that you should be doing in the offseason. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of the other two teams. I cover the Penguins and the Pirates right where you found this. Kevin Dotson. Did you like Kevin Dotson's rookie performance last season? I sure did. Uh, I liked it enough that by the time Matt Filer had returned from his injury, I was openly advocating, vocally advocating, for Dotson to remain in the lineup, which he didn't as Mike Tomlin went back to Filer for the playoffs and whatever. That's how that went. I'm not saying it went on who was the left guard, but that's how that went. I had, past tense, high hopes for Dotson coming into this season. I had, past tense, no reason whatsoever, anything remotely negative about Dotson. Everything looked like all the arrows were up. And then if you saw my column on DK Pittsburgh Sports over the weekend, I broke the story that the Steelers coaches are plenty angry with Dotson over his not having done anything, basically was the way this was described to me over the offseason. Now, they weren't about to give specifics, so I don't, you know, have the ability or, for that matter, the inclination to sit here and say, well, he, he was this and this and this and he's, you know, overweight or underweight or whatever. I, I, I don't know. I don't know, and I don't, I'm not big on speculation. But I also know that this source is as impeccable as it gets in this lane. And the reason that the Steelers brought Trey Turner in for that first visit a week before David DeCastro was released, I'm told had nothing to do with DeCastro. It had everything to do with Dotson. It had everything to do with them saying, listen, you really think you've got this locked up? This now makes a lot of things that previously hadn't made sense make sense. One of them being Turner coming in. Another one being Mike Tomlin's very pronounced declaration at the time that the only offensive lineman who had a job, a starting job, wrapped up was DeCastro. Which I know there were a lot of people that when they heard Tomlin say that, and I, 
I'm not going to lie, I was one of them, kind of went like, really? Not even Dotson? Because you couldn't think of somebody who would take his place. B.J. Finney, of course, can play left guard, but B.J. Finney, you see him more as being a guy that was brought in to either challenge for center, meaning with Kendrick Green, or to back up Green at center. You didn't see it as, as a as a left guard thing. It was just assumed, I really feel this, by almost everybody, that Dotson had this thing locked up. Well, guess what? Dotson apparently thought the same and responded accordingly. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is always brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. That's LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG pride themselves in doing what they say they're going to do. It's important to them that when they make you a promise, they keep that promise. They've been doing that in our region for over 80 years. Learn more about them at lgkg.com. Don't get super disillusioned with Dotson over this, by the way. Everything that you liked about him last season is still there. It's still in there. And if he has himself one hellacious month of workouts between now and when training camp starts, then he could do an awful lot of catching up. We've seen it in the past. But that's not what bugged the Steelers' coaches. That's not what had them going out and inviting Trey Turner in. What bugged them was just that it even became necessary. You know, sometimes when you're younger and you get an opportunity, you think you're going to get a million of them. We've all been there. I've been there. You've been there. We think that, ah, well, if this one doesn't work out, I've got 700 others lined up. They'll just keep coming and coming and coming. And for these coaches to have put into place a mindset that this team is really, really relying on these players that they brought back, the Hall of Fame quarterback that they went out and they got the first round draft pick, and all that's missing is the offensive line. And then those guys see... Marquise Pouncey retiring. Now David DeCastro getting released. Alejandro Villanueva gone through free agency. And you see what's in front of you. You can take one of two courses. The one is, wow, this is incredible. This is sitting here in front of me. All I have to do is perform. That's in my control. I can do that. Or you can take the other course. And that's... That's what has the Steelers coaches as upset as they are. And I totally, totally with them on this. I do hope that they don't hold a grudge against Dotson. I hope they don't bury him 
if he does in fact turn out to still be the top performer at the left guard position in training camp. But more than anything, what I hope for is that this kid just learns a lesson. This can't happen. Maybe once in your career, but never again. Never again. Whatever it was, whatever it was, whatever the standard was, whether he feels like, well, wait a second, I didn't really, you know, I didn't do anything so terrible here. The standard isn't set by him. It's not set by you or me. It's set by the Steelers coaches, and it wasn't met. It wasn't met. And from what I understand, it wasn't close to being met. Coaches were right to try to go out and get some help. And now that Turner was signed in an apparent direct reaction to DeCastro being cut, now you wonder if they don't have to go out and get more. I'm all in favor of that. Go get more offensive linemen. Especially after this. When we come back, just one question. Just one question, and today's comes from Mark, who asks, with the salary cap savings from cutting to Castro and the signing of Turner only taking away about $3 million, what's the better bet for the remaining cap space? A few more free agent additions, like a slot corner, or use the money to help sign T.J. Watt to an extension? Uh, it's neither of those, Mark, and I, and I believe that firmly. First, to clarify what the cap situation is, the release of DeCastro freed up $8 million and change from the cap standpoint. Turner signed for one year and three, so as you point out, they added five. They already had around seven. So you think to yourself, oh, they've got $12 million. They actually don't. There's a couple of million of that that has to ultimately be committed to the practice squad and other late-season signings, so you take another two off of there, so you're looking at something closer to 10. Now, Kevin Colbert always insists on entering a season with five left, so just like that, we've cut that in half now, <laughs> okay? So we're at $5 million. The Steelers need, underscoring need, a third edge rusher. The Steelers need a third safety. I'll underscore need on that one, too. So that's two players. And it looks like, to me, they need more offensive line men, plural. I'm not comfortable with their depth at tackle. I'm not comfortable with their starters at guard. Dotson on one hand because of what I just mentioned. Turner because of his recent troubles with injuries. Center, I mean, you at least have something. You know, you know that if Green starts, that's ideal. You do have depth with Finney. But to me, if I'm Colbert, and be, be grateful that I'm not, okay? But if I'm Colbert, I'm just going to go grossly overreact on this offensive line thing. I'm going to say, listen, I've got 
I've got five million, six million, whatever it is. I can still go and restructure Stefan to it. I can restructure Chris Boswell and get him. It's just a million out of Boswell, but you'll be able to make it so that there's around, I think, eight, nine, maybe even ten million dollars in available for real available cap space that you could address these things. I'm still looking at the offensive line. I am not, after everything that this roster has just gone through, I am not putting Ben Roethlisberger at risk. I am not putting Najee Harris's rookie season at risk. I'm not putting the last season together in all likelihood of all four of these wide receivers at risk. I am going out and getting some offensive line men, plural. That's what I'm doing with this money, Mark, if I'm Colbert. But I'm not. And again, you should be happy about that. I'd still like to see some O-line added. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.